Summoners, and welcome back to another episode of League of Legends Radio, recently voted best gaming podcast by LeagueofLegendsRadio.com. There's going to be no jokes. This is going to be all business this week. I'm like a businessman who's also a cyborg. I'm, I'm going to be talking about the new player experience and some some gameplay stuff that uh, League, of, League of Legends needs to have cleaned up. But remember, it's all business this episode. And don't you forget it. Alright guys, I would like to start by painting an image in your head. Imagine a player who is Diamond 4 in League of Legends, has been playing the game for about three years, has played several thousand games on it, put several thousand hours into it, and he's still missing 16 champions. You'd think that's pretty ridiculous, right? Well, shockingly enough, I am describing none other than Ponderous Sea Lion, host of League of Legends Radio. In all seriousness, I have been playing this game more than any human being should ever play one game, and I'm still missing about 16 or 15 champions in League of Legends. Keep in mind, that's after I bought 14 of my 20 rune pages using RP. Not using IP, so that's about... 6,300 times 14, that's a lot of IP I saved. Is it too hard to get into League of Legends due to the absurdly high cost of collecting all the content that you can get? Yes and no. First of all, no one who's been playing a game for as long as I have that releases content as slowly as Riot does, because it's, what, a new champion every couple months or so it, it we're not coming we're not rolling these things off the conveyor belt league of legends doesn't add a lot of content that costs ip i can't even remember the last time that runes were changed until recently where they reduced the cost of them a little bit that was nice but like the last time that any new runes were introduced or anything like that i don't even remember it the cost of things in this game is just too ridiculously high it is a severely limiting barrier for players to get into this game. I am going to do something that Riot Games never wants you to do, and that's compare them to Dota. But let's look at Dota for a second. Every champion is free forever. Just uh, let that sink in. Every champion is free forever. Wow. Doesn't that sound amazing? Let's look at Smite. You can spend about... One of my friends told me it was about $30, $35 to unlock all the current heroes and then every hero released after that. Let's compare that to League of Legends. Wow. Okay, so I can buy... Okay, so I can buy one champion and it's going to cost me how much? Oh, it's going to cost me about 7 or $8 for, for one, one out of 120 characters. That's not very nice. Well, okay, what well, if I want to buy it with, you know, in-game currency rather than real money? Oh, it's going to take me about 15 hours just to get enough IP to get that one champion? Really? Yeah, I think I'm going to go over to Dota now. In all seriousness, this is one of Riot's biggest weaknesses, and it's 
in my honest opinion, going to be the downfall of this game. It is insanely difficult to incentivize new players to play this game when they see how daunting it is to collect all this content. One argument I often see when people are defending Riot and saying, but it's not their fault, they they don't need everything to play. Yeah, they don't need everything to play. You can survive off of three rune pages and about 25 to 30 champions. (laughs) Even getting that takes a while, which is bad. That's very bad. Wait, that's that's not good. That's that's bad. That is way too much stuff for one person to have to get, considering how much each thing costs. Even if you're buying the cheapest champions and only the bare necessities of runes, you're not fully playing League of Legends yet. What I mean by that is that, yeah, you can survive with that, but you have no room for creativity. You have no room to... You have no room to try different rune combinations or maybe I want to go scaling armor this game. You don't have, you're completely locked away from that freedom of expression that you can get from runes. Runes in and of themselves are not bad, but they're required, first of all, to play at any sort of high level. And second of all, they're expensive as hell. I don't care if we reduce some of them by 50%, they still cost way too much, and they're so badly implemented, it's just incredibly frustrating. Mastery points. Not champion mastery, like actual mastery points. Why are those locked away until they're level 30? How does that help anyone? So what if they run, you know, 21 defense on Ash? Who cares? It's better than having nothing. Even if they make a bad mastery page, it's better than having no mastery page. It, and it's just these artificial barriers that Riot creates on new players that don't help them. I, I think the justification that Riot would use for it is that they don't want them to be overwhelmed all at once, which is why they lock away Smite until level 10, because they don't want people to try jungling. Let's, let's think of the reasons why it's so difficult to jungle in when you're a level 5 player. First thing is that people don't know how to leash very well, or even what leashing is necessarily. The second thing is that jungle, especially this season, is much more difficult to clear because the camps are stronger, so new players would probably have some trouble microing the camps correctly to not be killed by them. And the actual reason, you don't have any runes and masteries. Jungle is the only role that you physically cannot perform if you're lacking these essentials, and it shows. It's why Riot locks away Smite until you're level 10. But really, is a level 10 player going to be able to jungle with the zero runes and zero masteries available to them? No! It's it's ridiculous. Why not just lock it until they're level 30? You might as well while you're at it, Riot. There's no way that they're going to have the runes and masteries required until they've been playing the game up until level 30, unless they saved all their IP for some reason in order to buy runes. That's the only way it's going to happen. Oh, speaking of runes again, let's talk about tier 1 and tier 2 runes. Why do they exist? Riot will tell you that they exist. I'm making Riot sound like this evil corporation. Riot tells you this, but this is what the real truth is. Have I opened your eyes yet? But, no, really, this one actually is them being the evil corporation. Riot will tell you that it's to give lower-level players the feeling of runes so that they can mess around with them and, you know, try some different rune pages. Let's be real. If you guys had any sort of a decent tutorial, players would know what runes to get on what champions. Alright, Mage. AP. AD carry, attack speed, attack damage. Run flat seals of armor on everyone, run flat glyphs of magic resist on everyone, boom, you're set. If it's an AD champion, you get AD. 
voila. Of course, none of this useful information about champions is really in the client. The real reason that Tier 1 and Tier 2 runes exist is just to trap newer players into spending their IP on something that doesn't actually benefit them so that when they want to get things that actually do benefit them, like champions and Tier 3 runes, you know, the ones that everyone uses, they of course have less of it to spend, so they have to play more games to get back the IP that they lost spending on those Tier 2 and Tier 3 runes that were completely useless. So, have I yelled enough about Riot being evil and making new players waste all their money on a game that eventually takes your soul and leaves you homeless? Because no one loves you anymore? Because all you talk about is how you're Diamond 4 in League of Legends? But let's not harp on that. The other thing that sucks about being a new player in League of Legends that is arguably worse is the Smurfs and the garbage, garbage, worst tutorial I've ever seen in a video game that has literally never helped anyone. It tells you how to buy items. That's all you learn. That tutorial is the worst thing It's from, like, 2000... Oh, my God. I I can't stand the tutorial that we have in the game. And, you know, it's not like anyone on the internet or anything has created any better tutorials. This is the only tutorial for League of Legends on the planet. So you would think Riot would... Oh! What? You're telling me that content creators have been creating League of Legends tutorials that are actually helpful for years now? Really? That's so crazy. Maybe instead of using our own crappy tutorial... We could give them some spotlight for their actually thought-out and well-made tutorial. But nah, let's just keep our crappy one in the client. Seriously, that tutorial is complete garbage. Thornmail and Ash, what were you thinking? They might have updated it since then. I don't know. But I do know that it's still bad. The tutorial being completely useless is probably one of the worst things about the new player experience for League of Legends. Because it's... If you're... Okay... Let's compare it to another game. If I want to play Mario Soccer with my friends, how many minutes do you think it's going to take for me to figure out most of the controls? About three. Play the game for three minutes. You've sort of got it down. Sure, there's some stuff that you'll be missing, but you can get the general concept of the game down in about three or four minutes of just messing around. League of Legends is nothing like that. League of Legends requires hundreds of hours to even get the basic mechanics completely down pat. There's a reason that I still miss CS, because it's hard. It's a lot to take in. You miss skill shots. Everything is hard in League of Legends. It's not a game that is easy to learn. It's got way too many mechanics for one person to learn. Am I saying that we should try and teach new players all these mechanics at one time? No, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying we can have a better tutorial that, you know, isn't on the Howling Abyss and... Has you kill Trundle who stands there and doesn't attack you while you've got your thorn mail on Ash and you kill Dragon that doesn't even... (sighs) It's a god-awful tutorial. It's one of the worst, probably, of all time in video games. I would be less frustrated at Riot if it were a more difficult problem to fix. But Riot has shown very little interest in fixing these kinds of things with the new player experience. I get that Smurfs are much more difficult to control... And that's a more difficult issue. But having a somewhat decent tutorial in the game is not. You don't even have to make one. You could literally just pull one off of YouTube, talk to the YouTuber. They would absolutely be ecstatic to have it in the league client. Are you kidding me? That's so much free advertising. It's great. Just pop a little watermark in the bottom. Tutorial created by blah, blah, blah. And 
there you have it. That's a decent tutorial. Sure, it's not interactive, but you can make an interactive tutorial. It wouldn't be that hard. It, it just frustrates me that these fixable problems still exist and are really going to hurt Riot in the long run. That's why they should fix it for the longevity of their game because the future doesn't belong to us. It belongs to the children. But really, a lot of veterans are leaving this game because they don't like the way it's going. You need those new players to stick around, Riot, so you should really reconsider what you're doing. Final point, Smurfs are everywhere in the pre-level 10 area. It's just awful. There's more Smurfs than new players on a team a lot of the time. It's just bad to see them just get absolutely destroyed. If you're a Smurf and you don't select Veteran whenever you're playing, shame on you. Shame on you. You're a bad person for that. If you just go, I'm a beginner. <laughs> They're never going to know I'm actually Diamond. <laughs> but you're not really Diamond, you're Bronze, because the only people who like to beat up level 10s are Bronze. Let's be real. Even if you're not Bronze in your ranking, you're Bronze at heart. I don't know what that means, but it sounded good. So, to recap, Smurfs, terrible tutorial, stuff is expensive. Fix it, Riot. I'm counting on you guys. You can do it, champ. Alright, if there's one thing that I've consistently praised Riot Games on, it is their clean gameplay. One thing that I've seen said about Riot is that they're not the most original people in the world. Cough, Dota, cough. Throwing a jab at them through Dota twice in one episode, that's low. But on the real, they copied Dota, they copied a lot of aspects from Dota, but in my opinion, League of Legends has extremely nice gameplay. They took out some of the more annoying, I feel, things that don't necessarily create depth that's meaningful, like turn rates on champions, that's how long it takes for your champion to turn around. I have seen some people say that that's the reason why 80 carries are so strong, because they can instantly kite and turn around without having to wait for their turn rates, but that's a discussion for another time. Things like turn rates are just sort of archaic and don't really add a lot to the game. Like, yes, it's another thing to keep track of, but is it really an important thing that is absolutely integral to gameplay? I don't really, I don't really buy that. But Riot Games has done gameplay pretty well. However, I would like to take this time to talk about some of the things that I think could use some improvement. First thing, and arguably one of the most important things, is Creep Block. Why that got so much worse when the new map came out, I don't understand. But Creep Block as it is, is extremely annoying. Now, some people say that Creep Block should be removed completely. That's not true. It would make Phantom Dancer passive useless, and we'd have to give Fizz a stronger passive and literally nobody wants that but no the real reason that creep block exists is when you're lining up skill shots in lane and you are trying to force someone to go a certain way and they can't just walk through their minions to dodge it so if there's minions on the side of them you know they have to go a certain way it does it is useful in that regard however when you're trying to run I think I'll actually link a Cowsep video in the description. But when you're trying to run at someone, and then you just get stuck in the middle of all these minions, it's just 
annoying to no end. Nobody in the history of ever has been like, wow, my opponent really set up that creep block pretty well there. They totally knew that was going to happen. No, it's a, for all intents and purposes, completely random event that nobody can count on or predict in League of Legends. It just happens. Now, granted, if there's a huge wave of minions and you try and run through it and it paths you all the way around it, that's kind of on you. I'm talking about the times where the minion will be standing right next to the tower and you'll be clicking as fast as you can and you can't move and then it'll path you around 18 times until it gets right. Pathing is so bad in this game sometimes. Stuff like that. It's just frustrating. It doesn't add anything. And I really think that the minion's models could be a little bit smaller and allow for a little bit more wiggle room. That's all I'm saying. I I really don't remember creep block being this much of an issue back in Season 3. And it still happens sometimes, don't get me wrong, but it feels like it happens so much more frequently now. Now it happens with wards sometimes. I've even seen it with Jarvan's flag. It's crazy. The amount of stuff that you can get creep blocked on now. Ability ratios appearing in the client. This has been an issue that is big. This is one that needs to be fixed right now. The fact that ability ratios and... CC duration are not all clearly listed in the champion's abilities is just ridiculous. The fact that I have to go to the wiki just to find out how much of an AP ratio was on Janna's E is just dumb. It's such simple information to provide to players. That's, to go on a little bit of a spinoff here, that's one of the biggest frustrations for me, like when I was talking about new players in the tutorial, is that these things that would be so beneficial that are so easy to implement are just lacking from League of Legends that just seem to be present in other games. Comparing them to Dota again. Dota has all the hero information listed in the client, so you can look at it. It's very simple. It's not a difficult thing to achieve. Give me their base health, give me their growth per level, blah blah blah, all that, base movement speed. It's all important to know. You, you don't even have to categorize it, you just put it with the champion. I don't need a list of, here are the fastest champions in the game, Pantheon and Master Yi, have that memorized, suck it. But... It just put it with the champion in the game. It's not hard to do. Give me their ratios. Give me their CC duration. Give me the range of their dashes. All that stuff. It's really important for a player to know that. You can argue that you can just look in the client or look at when you're in game and it'll scroll over it and it'll give you the amount of damage that it's going to do, blah, blah, blah. But while that's true, it really shouldn't be too much to ask to have the ratios there as well. That's all I'm saying. Hitbox readability. Ah, remember the days when Morgana could miss you, but, you know, still hit you. Go make a cup of coffee, come back, you'd still be stunned. Goes, takes her dog for a walk, comes back, you're still snared, and then she can finish you off. Yeah, those were, those were the good old days. But, but really, hitboxes in this game are quite often with abilities like that, inaccurate to say the least. Jinx's rocket can look like it missed you, but because it, like, clipped part of your model that isn't actually visible, or part of your hitbox, excuse me, that isn't actually visible, you still die to it. It's stuff like Thresh Hook, like, curving to kill you. Well, not really curving, but barely. It looks like it whiffed you, and then it just, and then you get grabbed, and it makes that sound effect. Blitzcrank, oh my god, Blitzcrank, please. With the hook that makes no sense. The little hook that could. It's not as much of an issue as it has been in the past, but hitboxes 
are not always super great in this game. Riot, I will give them props. They have been fixing this to some degree. Look at Nidalee. Her spear actually makes sense now. Except for when it's invisible. Ooh, that burn. There are still some hitboxes that could be cleaned up. I think that would be helpful, is to clean up the hitboxes in this game to make them more readable and make them easier to spot. So, let's talk about Death Recap. Yeah, you know that thing that will tell you that the minion did 12 damage to you instead of the Vigar who did 18 million damage to you? Yeah, let's talk about that. Death Recap in this game is... I have to say, if I had to pick one thing, it's probably the worst executed and most unprofessional thing in the game. Just because of how exceedingly horrible it is. Like, the spaghetti code is going harder than Eminem in this game. There's so much spaghetti code. So much mom's spaghetti code. Okay, I'm done. I'm done with the jokes. But seriously, spaghetti code is a huge issue in this game, especially concerning death recap. While revive can no longer kill you, or at least they say they've fixed that bug, it still prioritizes the worst things sometimes to show you. Oh, and uh, fun fact, you can actually only be killed by three separate sources of damage in League of Legends. I, I, I didn't know that until I looked at Death Recap, but, you know, if you have 4,000 health as the tank, and, you know, Cinder hits you for 600, Minions hit you for 20, and uh, Janna hits you for 220, you're dead. I, I didn't realize that until I looked at the Death Recap. Death Recap in this game is a complete joke. Riot either needs to... Do some quick and dirty fix on it to make it at least somewhat usable. Or here's what I would do. Here's what I would honestly do as my quick and dirty fix to death recap until something more complete can be pumped out. Just put a list of my killers on the left side. So it's Syndra, Vayne, Alistar, Minions, Tower. That's what hit me. That's what killed me. Hit me in the last 15 seconds or so, we'll say. And on the right side of the screen, put the percentage of each type of damage that I took. So from Vayne, I took 483 true damage. Or no, it won't say from... I took the true damage from Vayne, but it won't say from Vayne. It'll just say true damage, 438 or 83. I don't care what number I said. It's not important. It's not important. Stop questioning me. 278 magic damage, and then... 3,028 physical damage. And then you can put a little percentage next to it, how much of that was from your health at the time that you started getting hit. So let's say that you didn't start at full health in that fight, you started at like 70% health. It won't count, it won't add up to 70%, it will add up to 100%, just for more clarity. I'm not a technology guy, I've said that before, I don't really know much about coding, I know a little bit about it, but while that might be somewhat difficult to implement i really don't picture it being that complicated just telling us what types of damage killed us should be basic it should not be uh well maybe death recap will tell me why i died this time its only job is to tell you how you died and it can't even do that without failing miserably death recap needs to be it needs to have something done with it because when your entire player base is just given up on a specific part of the game You either need to take a really hard look at it and see what's wrong with it, or you need to just get rid of it. 
And Riot has done neither with Death Recap. They've left this abomination in the game for six seasons now. And it's understandable how that would be, you know, a thing in season one. How that, it would be that bad. Riot Games was a billion dollar company last year. They can afford to fix this. And, you know, I, I sometimes feel like Riot doesn't wish they made that billion dollars because we can always just throw it back in their face when something sucks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Riot Games made a billion dollars last year, but Graves can't have a cigar. Nice meme. Death Recap is atrocious, and there's no excuse for it at this point. It, it just looks, it just makes Riot look bad. It makes them look lazy when something is this badly implemented. And before I finish up that's actually something that i'd like to mention is that i think that riot games is very conservative when it comes to implementing new features into the game and i think it's going to hurt them again in the long run they are the kind of company who would rather do nothing than take a chance most of the time is what it seems like rather than you know implement some change to the death recap they have to have it completely perfect before they ship it out when what I talked about is not a new concept and would really, I think most people would be fine with that. Even if they don't know who did the damage, as long as they know what type of damage they took, I think they'd be fine with that. And that's really the point of Death Recap is to tell you what to itemize against. Is it the end of the world that Death Recap is bad? No. But just shipping out a quick little fix like that before you take a good hard look at it and figure out what you want from Death Recap just having it do that would not be difficult, would not take too many resources to implement, and would overall be good. It's the same thing with stuff like Ranked Team Builder. I do not personally want Ranked Team Builder. I don't care about it at all. I'm in Diamond where everybody and their mother is a support man and it's amazing, but I, I personally don't care about Ranked Team Builder, but if they want it to be in the game, then so be it. But instead of researching ways to make things perfect, way after everyone's completely tired of waiting for it, why not just try something out and see how it works? That's what Riot needs to do more of. They need to be willing to take more risks and see what works and what doesn't. So Riot, just one thing I'd like to leave with is that it's okay to mess up. You're allowed to give us updates on stuff. You can just, you, it's okay to mess things up. It's better to have tried and failed a lot of the time. And that's what I'd like to see out of Riot. I want to see them trying more things. I want to see them trying replays. I want to see them trying these other things, even if it's not perfect when it comes out. It doesn't have to be perfect. That's not what we're asking for. We understand that you're human and you make mistakes, just like everyone else. But the real crime is to have not tried at all. And that's what I've been seeing out of Riot a lot. And I really hope that they change it up soon. Because it's going to be detrimental to the health of Riot Games. And that just about concludes another episode of League of Legends Radio. It was all business, just like I said it would be. I would never lie to you guys. But you know what else is business? Following me on Twitter. Because if you don't do it, I'll be alone forever. But you should follow me on Twitter at LO Legends Radio. I can't tell whether me plugging my Twitter every episode annoys you guys or not, but it's kind of just a joke at this point. But you should really follow me on Twitter if you love me. I mean, if you want to take this relationship more slowly, that's okay, but, I mean, if you want to get more serious about it, you can follow me on Twitter, if you know what I'm saying. I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm, I'm saying. I'll catch you next week on the flippity-flop, or what? Okay, cut, we're doing that one again.
This has been League of Legends Radio.